0: Good evening everyone. This is part two of the message that I delivered on yesterday and the title of the message is Who is this Son of Man? Yesterday I just did somewhat of a chronology of uh, the man Jesus Christ and his humanity. Tonight I'm going to deliver a message taken from John chapter 1 verses 1 through 18 and it begins like this. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 tells us that in the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. John speaks more about Jesus in verse 10. He says that he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. John stresses further in verses 14 and 18 that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. So, who is this Jesus? Well, based on John's description, he is the Word. Based on my description, he is all that and then some. There are those who would say that Jesus was and is completely divine. They say that Jesus can't really understand what we are going through because he was and is God. They seem to suggest that Jesus was never touched with the same infirmities or weaknesses that we have. They seem to think that he knows nothing about real heartache and pain because he was and is God. How can he know? There are those who would like us to believe that Jesus cannot relate to our humanness because he came from God and is God. Then we have those who say that Jesus was just a man. He was a created being just like you and I. They say he was a good man, maybe even a prophet, but definitely not God. Some would even go so far as to say that he was most definitely the Savior of this world. Nevertheless, they say he was not God. We know in our hearts that Jesus is who the Word says he is and we know the difference that he made in our lives. Yet somehow our minds have a hard time comprehending the authority and the love of Jesus all at the same time. Authority seems to suggest power and strength, while love seems to suggest gentleness and kindness. When we think of authority, we think of distance and a sense of separateness, up high and looking low. When we think of love, we think of closeness and presence. Authority rules and love caresses. At least that's what we've been taught to believe. John paints another picture for us. He is saying that Jesus, the word, was God, was with God, and made everything that was made. That's the authority of God. John takes this thought a step further in chapter 3 when he says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but shall have everlasting life. This is the same word that became flesh, so that he could dwell among us and deliver us. That's the love of God. Jesus puts it this way, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me. And I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. The reason my Father loves me. Is that I lay my life down. Only to take it up again. No one takes it from me. But I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down. And authority to take it up again. This command I received. From my father. This is what John is really saying. The word, being Jesus, is powerful enough to make the world and save the world, yet gentle enough to love the world and shepherd his flock all at the same time. John is showing us divinity and humanity, love and authority working hand in hand, Thank God for his love, and thank God for his authority. In verses 1 and 2 of chapter 1, John says this, In the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus existed with the Father before the foundation of the world, and he was the agent of God in creation of the world. The Greek term for logos means the spoken word. There's more meaning to it, but in essence it means the spoken word. It also refers to the governing power behind all things. In the creation story found in the book of Genesis, it states several times, God said, and it was so. However, in verse 26, it seems to take a turn when he says, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. John makes it perfectly clear in chapter 1 that through him being the word, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Jesus was with God and was God from the very beginning of time. Even before time was. I am was the divine name revealed to Moses at the burning bush under the old covenant. Jesus states under the new covenant, I and the father are one. He that hath seen me hath seen the father. Throughout the gospel of John, there are cyclical sayings of I am. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the good shepherd. When Jesus came close to his final days on earth, his prayer to the Father was, Glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Paul crystallizes it in the first chapter of Colossians when he says this He, meaning Jesus, is the image of the invisible God He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. As we move back to the scripture text in John and begin to look at the humanity of Christ, verse 14 declares, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This is where we as believers stumble. It's easy for us to see Jesus as God, but it is difficult for us to see him as a human. The main reason being we want to feel justified in saying that we can't follow his example because he is God. Just to set the record straight, Jesus was fully God and Jesus was fully man. He was flesh and blood just like you and I and he never used his divine nature to overcome anything that was contrary to God's will while on earth. The virgin birth made possible the uniting of deity and humanity in one person. The ordinary birth from a human mother and his deity from his conception in Mary's womb by the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was empowered with the same Holy Spirit that empowers us as Christians. On the day that he was baptized by John the Baptist, the word of God tells us that the Holy Spirit descended upon him. Immediately after his baptism, his earthly ministry began. In fact, the Bible tells us that right after his baptism, he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil. Jesus felt the same pressures of life that we feel. He was ridiculed, ostracized, he was rejected, hurt, tired, weary, and he was hungry, just like you and I. John states in verse 10 and 11 that he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. His own people, the Jewish nation, rejected him, just like many of us do today. The writer of Hebrews states in chapter 4, verses 13, that we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we were, yet was without sin. He goes on to say in chapter 5 that during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, He learned obedience from what he suffered, and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Jesus was made perfect through suffering. The temptation he faced were real, and the battle for victory was difficult. But where Adam failed, F-A-I-L-E-D, and fell short, Jesus resisted. And prevailed. His humanity was thereby completed. The Word of God constantly tells us that we can live victorious lives. All we have to do is believe it. Believe on the one that made it possible and walk in it. Yes, we are human but we have the Holy Spirit who equips us and empowers us. We are not defeated. We are overcomers. The word of God tells us constantly that Jesus set an example that we should follow. Or maybe I should say that Jesus set an example that we are well able to follow if we choose to. Jesus chose to walk a road that was lonely all the way to Calvary. He carried the sin of all humanity so that we could live victorious lives. He chose to die for us. Why can't we choose to live for him? This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did, according to 1 John chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. He came from glory and wrapped himself in human flesh, just so he could provide a way for us, to be reconciled back to the Father. Where Adam failed, Jesus prevailed. Jesus put on flesh. He took on every temptation that the devil had to offer and won. Not only did Jesus destroy the works of the devil, he also provided a way for us to fellowship with the Father again. Because of the sacrifice that Jesus made, we can go straight to the throne of God and make our requests known with assurance that he will hear and answer. Jesus took our cause upon himself and made the ultimate sacrifice. He gave his life. Now we can walk and talk with God in the cool of the day. We can hear his voice and not be afraid. We don't have to cover ourselves with fig leaves. The blood of Jesus has covered us. All we have to do is accept the Son and be restored. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. It's called unmerited favor. In our scripture text, John tells us in verse 12, that all who received him and believe in his name, he will give the power to become children of God. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are, according to 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Jesus is indeed our Savior, and he is more than our Savior, Jesus is our Lord. That concludes this message, still yet, on Easter Sunday. God bless you, and stay tuned.